If you really want to be successful with your personal brand in your business, you're going to have to change who you are. Now, I'm not talking about changing into somebody you're not. You don't have to create a fake persona that you use online to grow your business or your personal brand. In fact, that is never a good idea and I don't recommend it. But if you want to continue growing and not plateau or stagnate in your business, then you're going to have to change into a new version of yourself, an up-leveled version of yourself to make it happen. I will explain it all after the intro. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. I grew really fast after starting my online business. Now, the first year, 2011, was only 10 months. I started my business on March 1st, and I made just shy of $10,000 that first year. So You know, it wasn't tons to write home about. It was a ton of work for just $9,000, and there were a lot of expenses that came out of that. But I was pretty happy with that. I immediately started making money that first month. I think it was like $350 or something. And that was huge for me. It was a brand new thing, and I was really excited to see that this worked. However, in 2012, I 12X'd that number And I hit $112,000 in my first full year of doing my online business. In fact, I hit my five-year goals for the online portion of my business in just 18 months of being in business. It was awesome. Then the next year, I tripled that and I was up to around 350K. And then the year after that, I doubled that amount again. So in 2014, we hit $696,000 in a single year. You guys, can you even fathom that? Like, I could not believe how quickly we were growing. Now, I'm not telling you this to brag. I just want to kind of explain my journey as to where I'm going. Because up until this point, I had done everything almost entirely alone. I did have one VA. Hey, Beth, if you're listening, nice to see you. You were awesome. And she helped me about five to 10 hours a week doing mostly customer service, but she did do occasionally some of the VA tasks that I needed done, you know, a random task, putting some content on a website, whatever it was. And then I used a lot of automation. So I love doing it. I learned tons. I mean, I put the websites together and I, I mean, I just, I love to learn. I'm not even going to list everything. It was just for me as an eternal scholar, like there's nothing I enjoy more than learning something new. I had, well, that's not true, but I really loved doing that. But I loved it. I got to learn it all. I got to put it into practice and I got to see the results really, really fast. The nice thing about doing it myself too is that I was in total control. If I didn't want to do something, I didn't, right? That's one of the benefits of being your own boss. And then the other thing is that I loved the freedom over the time it gave me that I could pick when I worked. I could take time to spend with my family if I wanted to. And it was just awesome. I mean, I loved all of it and everything in 2014 was just so beachy. (laughs) But then we moved to Minnesota in the middle of 2014, which by the way, was like our dream. It was amazing. And a week after we moved in, we found out that we were expecting our fifth child, who is now our son, Leif. And I knew that I just couldn't keep doing everything myself anymore. I decided I wanted to grow a team, but I did it all wrong. And 
I knew that I needed help if I was going to keep growing and that it was the right thing to do to grow a team, but I didn't actually change how I operated or what I was doing. And it was honestly, it was a massive failure. I talked about that in earlier episodes. Our annual income started to go down instead of going up, which is not the direction you want to be going. And if you've been listening since the beginning of the podcast, you already know all that. You've heard the story. You know how I messed some big things up and all of that stuff. So I've thought a lot about this period in my business, and I believe that one of the big reasons why it was such a difficult time and while we went backwards was because I didn't change myself. So let me explain. I wanted to hire somebody and I just wanted them to do their thing without needing anything else from me, right? It's not that I didn't ever want to talk to them. It just felt like sometimes it was more work to have an employee than or a team than to just do things myself, right? If I have team members and they've got questions and I've got to answer those questions, and if I'm still doing a lot of the core work, which I was at the time, it felt like having a team actually was more work for me and more hassle than not. And I never really stepped up and fully embraced my new role as a leader and what that meant. And honestly, I fully accept the responsibility for that massive, expensive, and stressful failure. But it is what it is. It was my lack of transforming how I operated and how I just wanted to do everything myself and not worry about my team that really caused me all that stress and struggle and frankly, money. So back in 2017, so just a little over a year ago now, I had decided, you know what, I'm just not going to have team members. I'm going to do this alone. I'll have someone do email for me because frankly, I completely removed myself from email and customer service back in 2013 and I never want to go back again. I mean, I don't even have email on my phone. If you want to reach me personally, that is not the best way to do it. My team will see it first and filter through it and put it through our processes first. And you know, it is, you can get through to me that way, but that's not the best way. I hate email. Let's just say it. I don't want to touch it. So I I knew I would have someone doing customer service for me, but otherwise I just thought, you know what? I don't have to grow bigger. I will do it on my own. I will just keep having this freedom and I won't have the hassle or the expense or all the mistakes that I had from trying to grow a team before. But I knew that I had really, really big dreams. And as I thought about those dreams and what could be, I knew that I couldn't get there alone. I have a limited capacity for what I can do by myself, not only because of my lack of expertise, although I can learn just about anything, But let's face it, I have six kids and a family and I cannot be working 18 hours a day, nor should anyone without kids. Like if you're going to have a healthy life and really enjoy the success that your business is bringing, you can't just be doing it all yourself all the time and just be working more and more hours because we all have a limited number of hours. I knew that growing a team would help me leverage the impact that I could have in the world. So I committed to doing it again, but this time I wanted to do it right. I knew that I wasn't doing something right, that there had to be a good way to grow a team and do it in a really healthy and helpful manner because I had friends who had amazing teams who really 
helped them have the freedom in the business that they wanted to have and that I wanted to have. Plus, they could get so much done so much faster and have such a bigger impact on their audience and in the world. And so that's what I really wanted. So I studied how to be a leader. And I realized that I had my priorities completely backwards. And I'll tell you more about that in an upcoming episode. I know I've mentioned it a few times now. But the big thing for this was that I had to be willing to give up my role and identity as a solopreneur and embrace the role of a CEO. I had to change first. And I decided to do this last January, January of 2018, and it totally changed everything. First and foremost, it stretched me. I had to give up some control. I had to give up a lot of control, not just some control, but a lot of control. As James Wedmore says, he says, you have to allow your team to drive the bus, which means you have to allow them to crash the bus too. And frankly, it's really uncomfortable to be stretched like that. It really took me outside of my comfort zone. And it can be very stressful to put something like your business, especially if it fully supports your family, in somebody else's hands. Because there's just so much on the line. And it's hard to believe that anyone else would care as much as you or I do about our own businesses. However, I know, and I've heard this from like, I don't know, a dozen people, What got you here will not get you there. When you're starting out, you need to do most of the things yourself. It's true. You have more time than money, and it's the easiest way to get moving until you have some money to spend. But the problem is most people stay here and never give up control. In fact, many aren't even willing to give up control or end up resenting their teams when they do hire people to help because they still just want to do their thing and not be bothered by their team to do this or that. And that was definitely where I saw myself and what I struggled with. So many people don't actually change, and I was one of them. I just kept trying to operate the same way I did when I was just starting out, and it just brought a ton of frustration back before this first time I did it. So This time, instead of worrying about what my team would think if they knew how much money I was bringing in, I opened up my books to them and I shared all the numbers with them and I was way more transparent. I was always afraid to do that in the past. I also created tons of processes and taught them how to create processes and we set up systems of communication in the business that completely transformed everything and didn't feel so overwhelming to manage. I even started doing daily team meetings, even though we're all working remotely and all, well, all my, almost everyone is part-time. I'll tell you about my team in a second. And this just made for such clear and easy communication. I actually had heard to do this earlier than I implemented it. Frankly, I, I had heard about it for a few months. My friend Molly started doing it. Hey, Molly. And I was just like, does this really work? Can I really do this with, a, you know, at the time it was just contractors. But finally, I embraced it. And at first, it was really uncomfortable because I was tied down to a schedule every single day. We have our team meetings at 1030 Central Time, Monday through Friday, and I need to be at every one of those, which was hard for somebody who wanted freedom over their time and when they start their work every day and whatever else. But embracing this was one of the best things I have ever done in my business. And now I look forward to those meetings and I love it. And my team loves it too. Like we have such an amazing tight-knit team. I just adore every single person in my business right now. So I went from being basically all alone in the middle of January of 2018 because I just let 
a customer service person go who was dropping the ball to just one year later, I have, this is all the people I've worked with in the past year and who I have on my team now. So first I have one full-time employee and her name is Debbie. She's amazing. She is a live-in personal assistant. She does house management and childcare. So she makes meals. She does laundry. She runs errands for us. She'll pay bills. She'll do all. She's, oh, it's a dream. I cannot tell you how amazing it is to have her. So we have her. We have three part-time contractors. One of them is an executive assistant. So she does more of the online stuff that I need. I have a content repurposer, Laura. Laura's amazing. Oh, Summer's my executive assistant. I should name you Summer because you're amazing. Laura is my content repurposer. And basically she takes the podcasts, the videos, all the stuff I do, and she puts it into different formats and makes sure it gets out there. So she helps me with my membership. She takes all the content for that and posts it to the website. She does the emails out of that. She does all the cute little podcast blurbs that you see promoting this. She's the one posting them in the groups. She does so much for me. She helps with the content for my courses, taking my lessons and making sure that they get uploaded and all of that stuff. She is absolutely she does so much stuff. I'm so thankful for her. I also have Angie, who is in customer service for me, and she is the kindest, most compassionate person ever. You guys, if you ever have to, you know, write in and have something done, she is just amazing to work with. Now, I also have four different agencies that I am currently working with, and these aren't people who go to my daily team meetings. These are just people that I work with for specific tasks. So for example, we have one agency that is just for editing the podcasts. We have one that is just for payment recovery. So we do payment plans with our course. And so if a payment fails, most of the time it's just that somebody got a new card or something and they just need to update it. They follow up and just make sure that the person has everything they need to make that payment. And it's not a collection agency or anything like that. It's just friendly reminders. But that is their only task. And they do it exceedingly well. I'm really thankful for them. I have an agency that helps me with website tech stuff and updating and keeping WordPress up to date and any miscellaneous tasks that need to happen that are more technical in nature. And then right now I'm working with somebody who's running my Facebook ads and managing my launch for me because as I record this, I am gearing up for, I'm in the middle of a course launch. So let's just be honest. My doors open in about two weeks, less than two weeks. Ah, it's crazy. And um, <laughs> I'm recording podcasts because he's doing such a great job running the launch and doing ads. And I very likely will continue working with him in the future on other projects, although this is the first time I've worked with him. So, you know, we'll see. Then I also have a couple other people who are, I don't even consider them part of my team, but they are definitely part of my team. For example, my accountant, and I've got a lawyer. And then I've also got a photographer, Claire, who's worked with me four times throughout the year. And I've had a videographer who's come and done a couple of video projects for me, once when I recorded a course, and once when I did a behind the scenes, when I was doing photography myself with a client, I had him come and photograph the entire, not photograph, excuse me, video the entire thing so that I could show the people in my course exactly how I work with my clients. Not only that, but my friend Lindsay is a course content consultant, and she worked with me as I was creating this beta course that I talked about launching a few episodes ago. She actually audited the entire course. She captured all of the questions people were asking in the group, all the limiting beliefs. She helped me 
go back into the course after we had finished the beta course and reorganize it and clean it up so that when it came to re-recording it into much more succinct, clear lessons, I had some extra input in figuring out how to do that best. She's a four, well, she's a PhD. She left academia about a year and a half ago, and she is just phenomenal, and I'm so thankful for her, and I worked with her while I was going through all of that. So it's crazy. Like if I count up all the people that I've worked with in the last year, I didn't count it up. So one, two, three, four, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 different people have been on my team or worked with me in the last year. And that is crazy for me. Like that is just so much different than what I had ever done prior to this. But it has been absolutely incredible. But to make this happen and for it to actually have gone really well, I had to change who I was and I have totally changed how I operate and run my business. And if I'm honest with you, it's been super uncomfortable. There was about a month in the middle of summer where I was totally stressed out about everything. I mean, it was really, really bad. And it wasn't because anything was going wrong. In fact, things were going really, really well. In fact, we were super close to hitting our yearly goals in like July. It was fantastic. And we hit them in August. But it was because I just kind of freaked out a little bit. Like It's kind of like when you have a rubber band that's being stretched. There's a lot of like pushback or pullback, you know, the tension in there that you need to work through before the rubber band relaxes into its new length. That's kind of what I felt like was that rubber band that was being stretched and held to a new standard. And it took a while for me to relax into that. And I felt a lot of that tension. I think a lot of it came from the responsibility of having to pay for everyone weighing so heavily down on me because I got caught up in feeling the pressure to consistently make that much extra money on an ongoing basis. Like I started to think about the numbers. I'm a numbers person, but thinking about how much it costs to have a team and to sustain them was really overwhelming. Like I knew that so many people relied on this income, you know? And so if I didn't do well, if a launch didn't go as well as I needed to and I needed to cut back on my team, That was really scary for me because I knew that that would affect their families and I really care about the people on my team. And so I think that time was really just kind of a month of freaking out about, oh my gosh, this is real because I had stepped into the CEO role with confidence, but it was just starting to become real that this was something I was going to need to sustain on an ongoing basis and that I should sustain and continue moving forward in, like not just stay there, but keep moving forward in this. And it was absolutely worth it. And I did relax into that. And I was just like, okay, I can totally do this. This is good. But it is hard. Like I want to recognize that because it stretches you so much. And when you are stretched outside of your comfort zone again and again and again, it's just really, it can be really difficult. I don't know, stressful, anxiety or anxious. I don't know the best word for it. It is a mix of emotions, but it is really hard. And frankly, I'm super thankful for both my husband and the people in the mastermind I'm in with Stu McLaren. They just rallied around me and supported me and were just so incredible about making sure that I was cared for and checking in on me and encouraging me because many of them have walked through the same thing as well. And having that community there was so 
so wonderful. So I'm just, I've got lots to be thankful for, but I just want to be really honest about the fact that when you stretch yourself like this and you make these changes that are good and that need to happen, you are going to feel that stress. You are going to feel that pushback and there is going to be tension. It's just how it is. So here's what I want to ask you. I've heard a lot of my story through this, but who do you need to become to have the business that you've been dreaming of. And I really want you to take a moment and think about this. Like, what does success look like in your business? Think and dream. Like, what do you genuinely want it to be? And once you've got a clear picture of that in your mind, think about who you need to become in order to lead that business and be the CEO of that business. And how do you even feel about hearing the word CEO? Like, You're not the one doing it all. You're having other people do it all. You're letting people drive the bus and crash the bus that aren't you, right? I want you to really think about that and then think through one step, just one that you can take today towards becoming that person because you don't have to go from where you are today to changing everything overnight to being that person. In fact, You know, it's not going to make sense to suddenly hire a team and spend, you know, $10,000 a month on team members if you don't have the business to support that yet. But maybe you could hire a VA for five hours a week, just one hour a day to help take tasks off your plate. Maybe you hate email like I do. Like it took me two hours minimum per day, probably closer to three or four because I get into email and then it's like the black hole of death. I get sucked into this newsletter and that thing. And I am like the most distracted person ever inside of email. And my customer service gal can take care of it in like, I don't know, 30 minutes a day total. She'll check it twice a day, maybe more on busier days and during launches. But it's so much faster and easier for her to manage my email because she doesn't get distracted by all the shiny emails that are in there than me. And so I learned that if I offload that to her, it saves me several hours a day. Plus, I don't get distracted all the time. I'm not getting emotionally, like, overwhelmed by people who ask for a refund or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And so that's a really great place to start, too. Like, maybe you can start outsourcing some of your customer service and your email support even before you have a ton of volume so that you've got the processes in place. So as you grow, you know, it's just one less thing for you to worry about and think about. It's so worth it. I know it's scary, but ah, I don't even have email on my phone. Like that is freedom. It is so, so, so awesome. And I can't recommend it enough. So the other thing is, are you willing to become this person? Because that's the other thing you need to ask. Like, yes, you can take that first step towards it, but you've got to be committed to being that person and to becoming that person and you need to own it. Like what identity do you need to put on and embrace to be the person you need to be so that you can have the business you want to have? Now, it's totally okay if you don't want to have a huge business with a massive team or anything like that. You don't have to do that. This is your business. You can do with it whatever you want. But if you want to have the kind of impact that I want to have, and you want to reach a massive number of people and make a ton of change in the world, you're going to have to be willing to change who you are first. You are going to be stretched beyond belief. It is absolutely not easy, but it is the only way. It is the only way. And if you're not willing to change, it is going to plateau your business. 
and it is going to limit where you can go. And if you're not careful, it may even burn you out, especially if you're doing everything yourself and you're working tons of long hours and you're letting little mistakes really make you angry or anxious or whatever. I genuinely believe that's why so many people get stuck around the two hundred and fifty to $300,000 a year mark and can't seem to get past it. Some people get a little farther beyond that with some automation, kind of like I did, but I really feel like there's a limit to what you can do on your own. And at some point, if you want to get past that plateau and not burn out and really keep growing your business, you need to be willing to change yourself and start growing a team and continuing to like nurture your team and help them grow as well. So know this, growing a successful business is a journey of transformation. It's so uncomfortable and it will sometimes cause you a lot of stress and anxiety. But here's the thing, there is so much joy in this. It is so worth it. It'll help you have the impact you wanna have. And the thing that surprised me most, like this just shocked me, but when I stopped thinking about it as something I had to do and it was like, I get to build a community of people who have the same desires as I do to see impact in this world and we can do this together. It was amazing. Like I love doing things in community, but I didn't think of my team as community at first. Like it took me a while to really think of them that way. And when I thought about building a small intimate community around my passion and the movement that I'm doing in my business, it was huge. And I'm like, oh, of course I want to do that. I would love to do that. I'd love to have people who genuinely want to help me and help my business and bring this into the world. And I have some of the most loyal people I have ever met. And I genuinely believe it's because I was willing to change and become a leader worth following and a leader that really brought them along in the journey within the context of community. So don't be afraid of this change. Embrace it. I know you can do this, and I know you'll be more of who you are truly created to be by stepping into this role. In fact, in the next episode, I'm going to share with you one of the moments that I had this past year when I knew that I needed to up-level myself yet again and be willing to stretch again, even though I didn't feel ready. I knew this was a huge moment. Like It was one of those moments where I just like kind of went inside myself and was kind of in my own little world. And so I actually pulled out my microphone and recorded my thoughts in the moment that they happened. And I think you're going to find it fascinating. That's what you get to listen to next time. So if you haven't yet subscribed, definitely do that so you don't miss it. And while you're at it, if you found this episode helpful or if you found any of the other episodes helpful, if you would leave me a review, that would mean so much to me. I do read every single one of them and it just makes all of this time and effort I've been spending sharing and being vulnerable with you really, really worth it. So thanks so much. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look 
at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen, all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is getthepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.